Welcome back to Skay's Stories. This is Katina Prescott. Today I'm with Kathy Marshall. Kathy, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and your family? Okay, I'm Kathy Marshall. I'm married to Bill and we have four children ranging from age 30 down to age 22. We homeschooled them all the way through high school over the course of 24 years. Wow, what an accomplishment. Well, my next question was to ask if they'd always been homeschooled, but you said that they have, so that's exciting. Well, my younger two children attended public school for one year, first and third grades. My oldest was entering high school at that time, and it was time to teach the youngest to read, so I decided not to tackle both at once. So my girls' public school teachers were Christians. Their experiences there were sweet, and they learned well in that environment. Oh, good. That's wonderful. I'm so glad they had a positive experience. I also had one child who was not thriving, and she went to a public charter school for her last three years of high school, which was an ideal setting for her. Absolutely. I love that there are options for everyone, so you can choose what's going to work best for each student, because no one student is the same. Right. So I did what needed to happen for each one at each time. So for the majority of the time, like I said, 24 years, I was homeschooling at least three. So, Wow, you had your hands full of good things. Yes. <laughs> so what made you initially switch to homeschooling? Well, I first started considering it when I was in college in the early 80s, before I knew homeschooling in South Carolina was illegal at that time. I knew a homeschooling family whose children were so well able to speak intelligently with adults, looking us in the eye, firmly shaking our hands, so, and so on. That's when I knew I wanted to homeschool. Later, my husband realized homeschooling wasn't just a desire to me, but a calling, and he supported me in it. Our extended family also supported our homeschooling. Oh, how wonderful. How did, what kind of support did they give you? Well, they didn't scrutinize us or question us mm -hmm. about whether we were meeting standards. My mom had a master's degree in education, and she was totally on board with us. Oh, how nice. Mm -hmm. So what did a daily homeschool schedule look like for you guys? Well, in the earliest years, we tried detailed schedules. And those evolved into more of an order of events, routines within time blocks, more than specific times for things. That gave time for real-life interruptions, toddlers, transition time, and so on. And the children knew what to expect when they woke up in the mornings. Later, my children were well able to manage their time when they got the freedom of college. They were commended for that, and they were all able to spend a lot of time with friends and activities and keep up with their schoolwork and health. Oh, that's fantastic. Do you have any tips for teaching students how to manage their time? Well, one good idea when they're old enough is to help them work out their own time budget. I would say middle school or high school. Mm -hmm. You can um, just work out when they're going to, when they have commitments, mm -hmm. time blocks, and then when they have choices so that they can choose, well, on this day and this day at this time, I'm going to study for this class. Give them a little bit of subject. freedom early on before they it's do or fail. <laughs> right. And they see that they can have free time, so that it reduces dawdling. Oh, good. 
How did you find the materials to teach your children? Do you have any tips or favorite resources for families who aren't sure where to look? And did SCAES make it easier for you to find resources? Well, there used to be large curriculum fairs in the Columbia area. So I had one vendor take me under her wing and give me all kinds of amazing advice. I also went to larger homeschool conventions out of state. And now we have a fairly large convention in the upstate each spring. Also, I had a mom support group, and they had a meeting in February of each year just before each of us started planning for the next year in which we would tell about curricula we had used for at least six months and either liked or disliked. We also told why we liked or disliked it since other families may like something for the very same reason that I disliked it and vice versa. Oh, how smart. I also benefited from used curriculum sales, which you can still find usually in early summer. And now Skaze has a used bookstore too. Now there are also many homeschool resource centers and co-ops that use specified curriculum And much of that can be purchased from the Skaze bookstore. Fantastic. You mentioned a support group. How did you find them? I think that was so long ago, but I think (laughs) I found them through Moms in My Church. Oh, how exciting. It's so important to have that good support. It is, and it was a lifeline for, I can say, all of us that were in the group. Mm. Um, Over the years... There seemed to be less of a need for it because maybe our guess is that co-ops kind of took over meeting the need for fellowship with other homeschooling moms. So the support group I was in has disbanded. Mm -hmm. And when moms ask me about homeschool support groups, I don't know of any to tell them about anymore. Mm -hmm. I would suggest that people in need of that can easily start a small mom's group that meets in homes. That's mm-hmm. what we did. Yeah. Start small and let it grow. Mm-hmm. I wish there was still a need because it was such a lifeline to the ones of us who were in that group. Mm-hmm. I bet you have a lot of special memories from that time, too. We do. And the kids have great friends. Mm-hmm. The families, even the husbands, the dads yeah. are all very good friends. So how has homeschooling benefited you and your children? What were your favorite parts and your children's favorite parts? Homeschooling benefited me by giving me purpose, a daily reason to get going each morning. I felt that being with my children while I had them and educating them in line with God's ways was meaningful work, in line with God's priorities for our family. I adored being with my children, and I loved the aha moments. I remember one of my children, who has dyslexia, finally said one day in seventh grade, you know, Mom, reading really is useful, and I loved that. And my children liked not having to do homework at night. When they were in high school, they sometimes had to, but not every day. They also liked all the friends they made through our support group activities and through the resource centers we participated in. That was going to be my next question, is how did you find socialization for your kids? We socialized with entire families. So I and my children, even my husband, we all have dear friends for life. 
These friends came through my mom's support group and through the resource centers and athletic teams we participated in. And my kids also grew up with friends at our church, which we stayed with through both good and challenging times, so there was relational consistency for them. And my kids enjoyed many kinds of extracurricular activities. They were in plays. They competed throughout the state running cross-country and playing basketball. Our support group had an oratorium each May, and for many years it had a Scottish country dancing ball each winter. And my kids and their friends even enjoyed formal dances and proms a couple of times a year. Also, they were in homeschool classes, so they made friends that way, but they didn't often study with others outside of class. Mm. That sounds like a lot of special memories. (laughs) Oh, yes. I wouldn't trade any of it for anything. It was very fulfilling. In your opinion, what's the biggest benefit of joining an organization like Skates? How has our team made your homeschooling experience different or better? I had a love-hate relationship with accountability, the record-keeping part. Accountability is the reason I joined Skates, because I knew I might not get around to summing up everything my kids did if left on my own. I knew I would just keep on teaching them, which was the fun part. And that left to myself, I may never stop and compile their records in an orderly way. But with SCAES, my counselors gently kept me going at certain checkpoints in the year. And by the time each school year was complete, all my children's records were in a nice, tidy stack. And that was back when SCAES record keeping was all on paper. It is so much easier now to have records all in one place through SCAES Central online. Would you recommend SCAES to a parent who's homeschooling? Oh, yes. Why? For the same reasons I was a member. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. How was your counselor able to help you or did your counselor, was your counselor able to help you? Oh, yes. I received such good advice and comfort from my counselors when I had difficulties educating my children over the years. And I utilized the special needs department for three of my four kids which was a tremendous benefit. One time I resisted their advice since, of course, I wanted my child to excel in every way, but I came around and found the advice to be sound. The accommodations they received through the special needs department were invaluable to them to be able to show what they could do in their schoolwork and on standardized tests, and the accommodations in middle and high school paved the way for appropriate accommodations in their college settings. Oh, how wonderful. So are they excelling in college or have they excelled? Oh, yes. Yes. I think every one of them maintained an A average. Oh, wonderful. Oh, you must be such a proud mama. Yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Were there any drawbacks you or your family had to homeschooling when you started and how did you overcome them? Well, we had supportive extended family And we even had family who would homeschool before us. So we didn't encounter difficulties in that arena. But being a one-income family was challenging. And we did it. Having limited money, we had to spend more time on maintaining our lives. So we felt busy. But it really was satisfying. Do you have any tips for being a one-income family? Well, there are so many. And there are resources out there. To find tips, we read the Tightwad Gazette, (laughs) (laughs) and it was 
full of tips. I think those books, there were three, were compiled from articles that had been published maybe in a newspaper. And there were just every kind of tip um, for not spending money, for making it work. And I would say, you know, people aren't having children now because of their family incomes, but I would say they can do it. It was hard with us, too, but it was doable, and we did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were able to make it work. And people have done it all through history. Yeah. If you could give a piece of advice to families starting this process, what would it be? I would say be with your kids while you have the chance. They don't stay little for long. In a blink, they're leaving home. Another thing is that would be to read aloud to them, even as they get older. For the youngers, we love books like Heidi and Little Men and the Little House on the Prairie series. And for the older ones, we read things like Count of Monte Cristo and Les Miserables. And also, mom should maintain a reading habit in multiple genres for our own enrichment. Are you naturally a reader? Yes. Oh, good. (laughs) I would say, I mean, I think I even read in my dreams. Oh, how fun. So do you have any tips for someone who might not naturally be a reader of how they can squeeze in some reading time? Well, there was a time when I was so busy, I challenged myself to read for one minute. Wow. And I got engaged in books that way and read for a little more. I didn't have a lot of time to spare, but Mm -hmm. if I was choosing wisely the books I was reading, I would get engaged and continue the habit every day. Wonderful. Well, is there any last thing that you'd want to share? Maybe a question I skipped or something. When my oldest child was three and a half, I met Zan Tyler, the founder of Skays. And when she spoke at a homeschooling convention, that's when I found out homeschooling wasn't even legal back in the early 80s. And I found out about all that Zan had done to make it an option for us to homeschool in South Carolina. I really believe that's a story every South Carolina homeschooler should know. And then I chose to homeschool with Skays because I wanted my children to have the benefits of the education they earned. Frankly, I didn't want to mess them up. So I wanted the accountability Skays provides. The Skays transcript is respected, and I wanted that believability for my children. Do you remember any of Zan's story that you want to share real quick? (laughs) She took her children to court with her. Yes. Which you know, had to be a very educational experience. Some of them were very young at the time because she was in court when she was homeschooling her oldest, who was in the early years of elementary school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she also talks about teaching your children according to the way they were bent, like (laughs) folding a map. It can be really confusing how to refold a map once you've opened it. Yes. But if you fold it according to the way it was bent, it becomes easy. So that's another thing she talks about. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking your time to be here today, Kathy. I so appreciate chatting with you. And thank you, listener, for enjoying this podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And I'll talk with you later. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions or just want to find out more about SCADES, you can find us online at schomeschooling.com or email us at scaihs at scaihs.org. This podcast was produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions.